Hey everybody, what's up? This is Ro. No, nothing strange or disastrous happened this week, so don't panic when you hear my voice at the beginning of the episode, unless you include the episode itself. We weren't going to do a show this week because Lobo's computer is still cooked and fried, but it's Black Friday weekend, so we should have that situation resolved here in the next couple of weeks. But uh, basically this week I did a guest appearance on Melissa Martell's uh, Secret Door podcast where I was on there discussing uh, Crowley, magic, uh, brewing, mead, um, how alcohol relates to magic ritual and traditions, stuff like that. If you're subscribed to her show, give it a, uh, give it a listen. Hopefully she'll have it up by the time this episode drops. Um, also next Saturday, there won't be a show because I'm going to be guesting over on Ozone Nightmare with uh, Joe. I haven't been on that show in quite some time. And uh, Lando, his co-host, is going to be out of town. So he said, hey, can you uh, come on here and do a show with me? And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? You know, um, this week, though, I was bored, decided to contact Chuck and say, hey, um, are you doing anything? Because I'm just kind of antsy and I want to put something out there. I don't like the fact that uh, we go too long without doing an episode every once in a while. Chuck said, yeah, sure. No problem. Uh, really didn't have any content in mind. Dug up some weird links. We do discuss a couple of weird things. Mostly it's just me and Chuck sitting around bullshitting and shooting the shit. And then at one point we kind of uh, decided to call Lobo up just for giggles and drag him into the show for a little while. At the end of this episode, myself, Chuck, and Leanne, which this is no secret, have been talking about doing another show separate from this one for quite some time. Just something that's going to pop up every once in a while, and it's just going to be us being stupid. Well, we found out that Pornhub allows you to post content on there that is not porn. You can post whatever up there, and then the hilarity, if you want to call it that, ensues. But yeah, that's what this episode is. It's just us sitting around having a good time, talking about some weird stuff and having a lot of fun. And that's pretty much it. Why did I do this show? Because I've had a lot of people tell me lately, hey, I just want to hear you guys sitting around talking and having a good time like the old days. So that's what we did. And uh, there is a persistent rumor going around that Lobo has been kicked off the show. He has not been kicked off the show. Much to his uh, chagrin of perpetuating that rumor, I think, behind the scenes. But anyways, yeah, this is not a normal episode of Project Archivist. This is just us sitting around having fun, having a couple of drinks, and having some laughs and stuff. So uh, if it's not your thing, totally understand. Just wait till the next episode comes along. And that's it. So this is Ro. Talk to you guys again soon. Peace. Here we go. This special ghost light will pick up the apparition residue so we can track it. That's funny. This looks like a black light from that white line poster that used to embarrass to hang up. Well, it's not. Look, apparition residue. He was here. <laughs> apparition residue? My company finds actual monster footprints, and we carbon date them to the exact moment that the beast enters the house. Hell yeah, we do that too. Pictures we... of the monster. Did he even offer you a photo package? I don't think so. We have glossy 8x10s, 11x14s, wallets, calendars, framed, unframed, matted. We're here to work within your budget. You can't even find a monster. Shakes offering me dang photos. No, 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 not just photos. I capture him in a decorative vial so the monster can be displayed. How do you plan to do that? I, uh, with this monster bottle, which will trap him in plastic. And for you, I'll throw it in for four payments of $89.99. What's up, folks? Welcome back. Blah, blah, blah. Still no Lobo. Lobo's computer has completely fried out his hard drive. So I got Chuck here. It's It's been a little while since you've been on here. Since fast food? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Month? Two months? Which is actually pretty two short months? for you. Two months? Yeah, maybe two months. So yeah. you were, uh, I was going to bug you before, but you were out of California at the, uh, what was the motorcycle expo you were at out there? The the uh, International Motorcycle Show. 
their first stop on their nationwide tour is uh, Long Beach. Yeah, you wanted and, me to uh, go, but I couldn't, so I'm saving. Yeah, it was pretty cool. The, uh, big trip down to Daytona. How you been? What's been going on? Things been good with you? Things been bad? Things been all right? Things have been bad. My house is literally the money pit. Yeah, you had the mold thing happen. That uh, yeah, 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 the, yeah, yeah. The yeah. creeping death. Yep, yep, and they just kept finding more and more of it. Like, spans two two floors oh my god i'm so par- paranoid and tetrament terrified the terrified of that happening here but i can't say the word terrified what the hell i'm so worried about <laughs> it happening here so um oh uh, it sucks so hard i uh i just start uh, this week i i learned how to distill moonshine actually yeah. uh, my my buddy has these two electric stills and i'm saying this because eventually at some point or another um you guys are going to obtain some from me um, so my buddy has these two electric stills and he comes into where I work and I met this guy from my work and everybody knows that I do beer and wine and stuff like that. I was just on a podcast last night talking about it again. And, um, so I got to know this guy and he's like, yeah, I make moonshine. I make apple pie, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, do you want to borrow my stills? And I'm thinking like, told, cause this guy, yeah. he's really cool. He's a nice guy, really salt of the earth. Nicest guy you're ever going to see, but he's your stereotypical, always wearing bib overalls. And I'm not exaggerating. He always has bib overalls on. He's got the, the baseball cap. He's got the redneck beard. And this is what the guy is. And, but he's really super nice. He's really super cool. And I'm like, are you serious? He says, yeah, I'm going hunting and stuff and I'm not going to need him for a little while, you know? And he goes, I trust you. I'm not going to need him for a while. You all come on down. He, he doesn't quite have place. the accent. No, he's actually really intelligent. He's, he's, he's actually pretty intelligent. He doesn't quite have the accent. Hey, hey. But he's are got you that. saying everyone with a southern accent is stupid? Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> but he's got that, that southern, you know, that southern hospitality. Like, once he knows you, he'll give you the shirt off his back. He's that kind of guy. And I'm like, for real? And he's like, yeah, I'll let you borrow him. So I'm like, yeah, let's, uh, sure, we'll try this. Yeah. So I go over his house, and I thought it was one still, and it's two. He's like, yeah, go ahead and borrow. I'm like, oh, boy, this could be really bad. <laughs> How, this could ah, be bad. So How big are they? They're not real big. They're. Um, I, did I send you pictures of them? Yes. Yeah, but it was hard to judge scale. They're they're not real big. They look like if you were to, like if you God, this is a terrible reference, but if you were to go to like an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting or some big church function, they've got those really big tall coffee things that you hit the little spigot, you put coffee in your cup, you know, the real tall cylindrical coffee warmers kind of. It uh-huh. looks like one of those, but it's got like this little stack that pounds up goes out the top of it and that's the cooling tower essentially you run water runs into it it's awesome because you don't have to worry about your house exploding there's no heat it's only a heating oh. element which is enclosed so you don't have to worry about any gases escaping and going boom and you don't have a house anymore i'm like this is awesome you know so i i hook all this <laughs> stuff up and i go online and i'm at my friend lisa's house and i'm i did a video on on, on facebook i'm like today i'm making meth with Rowan and lisa because it looks like <laughs> it looks like a meth lab it looks like it looks like a really refined refined drug lab for the most part mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. run your you you make your five gallons of wort which we use sugar uh turbo yeast and water um i may or may not be making more and uh you let it ferment which takes about a week to do and then you dump it into the thing and you plug it in and you got these little water lines that run off of a spigot 
And the hardest part is you have to control the temperature going to these stills. They have to be, we're using uh, Celsius, so you have to keep it around like between 55 and 65 degrees Celsius. If it goes too low, then it doesn't produce alcohol. Alcohol. If it goes too high, then your alcohol is really watery. So here's me like twiddling these little knobs, you know, with both fingers. I look like I looked at like that stupid, you know, joke you used to make in school, like playing with the boobies and stuff. That's kind of what I look like. Mm-hmm. Tuning these little knobs, trying to keep the temperature right. And we got about a gallon of alcohol out of each of them. And it's so incredibly strong. It's so, 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 so strong that if you dump it into a styrofoam cup, it dissolves it. You cannot drink this stuff pure. Like, <laughs> you cannot, you can't, you cannot do it. I actually, I, I might somehow get you a just, just pure form of it and be like, here, this, everybody's got like the, the water bucket challenge or whatever. It's going to be like, here, Chuck, drink this. This is the challenge. Because at some time or another, we're going to be meeting up in the future. And I might just bring some of it with me and be like, here, here you go. So I'm doing that. Uh, I've, I've made several things out of it. I've made cherry pie with it, which is delicious. I've made peach pie. Very much cut it down. I'm going to be making absinthe pretty soon because I'm, I'm a big fan of absinthe. Um, so, yeah, I, cool. I learned how to do distilling this week. It was pretty cool. It was pretty easy. Um, it was not very hard at all. And um, I, I'm probably going to go blind here pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> Because it is amazingly wow. strong. Yeah, it is. It's really cool. It's it's, but it's so so strong coming out of it. It's like you need to dilute this stuff at least fifty percent to be able. Like I was taking small swigs of it, and I was like, Ugh! you know, it just <laughs> like like I could I could pour this in my car and drive if I wanted to. No problem you know, at all. If I end up in the hospital because of this little challenge, you know, Shelly will kill you. No, you're not gonna you you you're not even gonna be able to do a shot glass. You I, and I would I would I honestly legitimately swear to God, um, hand on whatever form of religious text you want me to do it, uh, praise Bob, whatever. I would not. I, you couldn't drink a shot. There was no way in the world that would give you a full shot. Just a sip of this stuff <laughs> is is powerful. Now you might actually try to do a whole shot, but I promise you, you would vomit almost immediately. Oh my god! It's bad. It's really strong. Oh, it's really like oh you're supposed god. to when you when you distill stuff. You're supposed to take the first so much of it that comes out and you toss it aside because that's pure acetone. That's the first stuff that comes out is all the main impurities and stuff like that. And it's uh-huh. as, you know and um and we toss. We actually were like super paranoid you're like, like it comes out to be like maybe a quarter of a cup we dumped out like a half like a half a cup or two cups or something like that worth of stuff just to be really sure because we don't know what the hell we're doing you know we don't want to die um <laughs> <laughs> and when it all came out all right, i'm like let's drink it <laughs> yeah so the video which i the video which i i can't find now i i took a shotgun because i was like all right i'm gonna try the first shot of this so i took a shot of it and i put it in my mouth and almost instantaneously it was like <laughs> You know, and it was just, I just sprayed it everywhere. If there were a lighter, I would have looked like a dragon and I would have caught my face on fire because it was just so strong. I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting liquid death incarnate. So, yeah, that happened. Um, Oh, my God. But it's cool. It's like the next phase in my evolution of alcohol production. I don't think I'm going to do, like, I'm going to, it's right now it's fun because it's a neat little novelty. I don't know how often I'm going to do it Um, because, I mean, really, I mean, what, what do you need? This is where everybody's like, oh, I know what I stuff do. for. Yeah, how much? Because <laughs> right now I've got a little over a half gallon sitting here. Um, yeah. And, I mean, drinking beer like every night. That yeah, okay. Yeah. But that, that stuff. 
No. Well, I, I like I've diluted it down, so you know, um, I'm drink I'm drinking it now. I was drinking some of it last night when I was on the other show, and one mm. of the co-hosts of the other show was far more lit than I was, and um, like it finally hit me like later on when I went to stand up and the earth went sideways as I was standing. So, because it sneaks up <laughs> on you. So. So yeah, I've I've become a, a distiller. You're gonna see me on Moonshine Wars or something like that at some point or another. But um, you start carrying around a shotgun. Yeah. No, you gotta start wearing overalls too. I mean, but yeah, <laughs> with no well, shirt. I'll be, you've made full progression, you know. But it's cool <laughs> because the guy that the guy that I know that does this, he's very like he actually is making a real copper still and stuff. And he's well, he's not he's taken a, a large keg and he's redone it. And he's actually making one out of a keg, uh, a big beer keg, and he. He's more into like the classic sour mash family recipes that have passed down. I'm all like, in his eyes, I'm the, the hipster guy that comes along and I'm like, you know, if you did this, you'd get like 5% more alcohol. If you did that, it'd be a lot cleaner, you know, and we're you kind of, up. yeah, we're kind of, well, he's not like that at all. We're kind of learning stuff from one another. Like he wants to learn the modern ways of doing it. And I'm kind of like, well, teach me distilling, you know, we're kind of bouncing off one another. It's, it's a really cool learning experience, but I was doing it. And I'm like, I could really see how. Like people of old, the old alchemists and stuff like that, thought that they were doing something magical. It was one of the things we talked about on the podcast I was on last night. It was where the word spirits comes from when people say uh, liquor or spirits. And what it is is that well, there's lots of there's lots of supposed things. No one really knows entirely for sure. Uh, one of them there is a um, in the Quran it makes reference to a demon that gives you the effects of alcohol, and it's called L A L G H A L, which comes out to alcohol. So easily that becomes yeah alcohol. Seriously, I'm dead serious. And the other one is the idea that way back in the day when people were distilling these liquids down and getting the alcohol out, they thought they were getting the spirit or the essence of what was in that that the alcohol was the essence was the spirit of what they were distilling so that's where the whole idea of getting spirits came from so i'm sitting here like i'm an alchemist oh my god i'm gonna die (laughs) so that's not gold (laughs) oh it was so so strong so moving on you, um, as we brought up last week, I had another MRE MR, on, the, on the show last week. Uh, man oh, yeah, sitting, yeah. Yeah, did you listen to that? No, no, I haven't heard it yet. Yeah, I was eating the te- chicken tetrazzini or Tetris or whatever the hell it was, which was okay. But you ate the MRI pizza. I did not listen to the episode yet, but I'm I'm yeah. quite sure that you and Todd just sat and teased me relentlessly about how much of a big deal I made about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, both of us were just like, hey, it's like school pizza. Yeah, and we didn't warm ours up. We ate it the way we just ate it straight out of the bag. Oh, it's gross. It's so sick. Oh. I, it still I, makes me cringe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was okay. Did you eat I, the metal I shaving could, pack too? No, I didn't eat the little uh, uh, desiccation pack. No. Did Todd? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I found it on the bottom of my piece. <laughs> Oh God, it's it's wretched stuff. Just thinking about it makes me want to gag. You're you're a little bitch. I yeah, just, yeah, whatever. Is was, that exactly what you said on the air? At all. Did you it say? Was. It? Don't be bitch. such a bitch. It's just pizza. <laughs> it is just little elementary high school pizza. Oh, you know, it's just school pizza. I guess we all tell ourselves what we have to to get through the experiences that we're in, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want go eat like Vegemite? I, I I like Vegemite. I do. I eat Vegemite. You like Vegemite? Yeah, I eat Vegemite on bagels. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. It, as long as you okay. don't pour it and put it on there like super thick, you know, it's not you, that bad. Your opinion can no longer be trusted on things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> You, I do like Vegemite. Your taste, I've had, something's wrong with your taste. We've had two listeners. We've had one a listener in New Zealand and a listener of Aust- in Australia both send me Vegemite. Uh, yeah, we have uh, an Australian one send us Vegemite. Yeah, it's, and, uh, it's you got it's good, but you got to find what to eat it with. You can't just like eat it out of the jar and be like, mm, "This is wholesome and delicious." I'm going to die. Um, <laughs> that's, that's exactly no. We, yeah, you got to find. On, we put it on bread. Yeah, toast. I find it really good yeah. on bagels, like buttered bagels. I put some Vegemite. Not a lot. I mean, I don't. I don't like put it on there's, there like thick. There's something wrong with you, son. I guess so. <laughs> I, I guess. I like Vegemite. Just stop. stop. Like when we went out to ramen and you gave me that. What was that weird stuff you gave me? The 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 fish paste stuff or something like that in the ramen place we went to. You're like, here, eat this. I don't like it. And I'm like, nom nom nom. Oh my, yeah, yeah, the fish cake. Yeah, yeah, the, the fish, fish cake. cake. Yeah, I didn't think they were that bad with my lightsaber, my lightsaber chopsticks that would not hold on. I just don't like fish. Oh God! But you eat sushi. No, I only eat sushi with vegetables in it. Oh, okay. That's good to remember. Like avocado, I eat avocado rolls and cucumber okay. rolls. All right. Okay, that's good to remember. Then I had no idea that you were not a fan of the sushi. I assumed that you were. I just no, assumed I, that you I, were because you're an Asian man, and all Asian men like sushi and, and young virgins. So, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, well, I am only half Asian, so. And that would be from the waist down. So. Um, <laughs> That's why I like the young virgins. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> There's no complaints. Oh, my God. That was not where I was going with this. <laughs> Tell me about the HP Lovecraft po- podcast that came back into existence again. Oh yeah, I you had heard of this one already. Um, it's called the Whis- Whisperer in the Dark, mm-hmm. and it's from uh, the BBC. So it's like a fully funded production, as opposed to what we do. The BBC has really stepped up their game a lot yeah. li- lately with audio stuff. Um, so yeah, so the Whisper in the Darkness podcast, um, they're they're co- they've covered one full Lovecraft story and modernized it to current times. They uh, were around before, right? And then they went on hiatus or something. This is the only one I've seen. The only episode I see in their in their list. Uh-huh. But it's like it's eight, seven, eight episodes. But it's the only story I've seen they covered. And I saw an announcement they're going to cover a new one. So that's coming relatively soon. But I, I went back be, and uh, I listened to the one they did, um, which was the case of Charles Dexter Ward. Which is quite long. It's actually, you can stretch yeah. that one onto many episodes, I would assume. Yeah, it, it's going, I think it goes about eight episodes. That sounds about and right. And it's fully acted, um, sound effects, the, the whole fully board. It's really well done. And what were the other two that you were telling me about off the air? Oh, so I wanted to know if you had a copy of Ghostwatch. What is which, is that a podcast or is that a movie or show or? It's a TV show. The BBC made it. Um, at least I think it's the BBC. I'm pretty sure. It's a British show, and it it portrays itself as a real show. So it's like War of the Worlds done on TV. Okay. So it it, it stages stages itself. And it's from like the early 90s. So it's, you know, it's got that look. But it stages itself as a live ghost hunt at a haunted location. 
Mm-hmm. And you know, everyone's very British. You know, hello, any ghosts about? <laughs> Snuff anyone? <laughs> you know, stuff like that. And uh, stuff starts happening. You know, starts with like the stuff you expect, like you know the the, the audio phenomena, maybe something moving a little bit, but it just starts stepping up and stepping up. And I think it even leaves the location and affects the studio at the last part of the show or something. But yeah. it, you know, the, there's that mockumentary, and then they did one called Alternative Three, which you can uh, you can watch on YouTube. You can find it on YouTube. Um, and that one starts out as like being this reality science show talking about the loss of scientists in Britain. And then they start uncovering a conspiracy involving the moon landing and shit. And this and was just a regular show well that done. ran on the BBC. Yeah, it comes on. It's like, hello, welcome to the science show kind of thing. Like it's a one off or a pilot for a new TV show like in search of. Uh-huh. And then it just goes slowly nuts. Are they available for download now, or is this something I'm gonna figure out and like look in torrent or something? I'm I'm trying to find Ghost Watch. I've only been able to find it on Region Two DVDs. I can't find it online anywhere. Um, that one streaming horror network, Shutter, I think, mm-hmm. was offering it for a while, but now I hear they're not. Have you but, gotten Disney yeah, Plus yet? Not to change the subject. You you got Disney Plus, right? I have not. I've been whole. I haven't. I haven't gone for oh, it yet. Oh, you have not jumped on the Baby Yoda jo- the bandwagon yet, huh? The, no, no. I just see all the memes and stuff. Yeah, and I it's keep a good hearing show. how yeah. how good of a show it is. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I need to. I'm gonna go on confessional now, and I'm gonna make a confession to everybody. Um, I, we got we we much like everybody else, we got Disney Plus and chill, and um. <laughs> no, it's Disney Plus and Disney Plus Thrust. That's what it is. Yes, um, Disney Plus Thrust. And uh, I, I'm going to make a confession here. I'm going to make. I, I I went and watched Frozen because I have never ever seen Frozen. I would by yourself it. or with your kids. I watched it by myself. It was in the background as I was doing a bunch of junk on the computer. And uh, yeah, I watched Frozen. I, I'll put it out there. I'll say it. I'll admit it. Um, but I did watch Here. Nightmare Before Christmas and uh, a bunch of other junk. But I'm like, I've never seen Frozen. I, I have no idea what the whole Let It Go thing is all about, or any of that kind of stuff. Um, that I was still a movie. haven't seen Frozen. It's okay. It's all right. I mean, it's, <laughs> as far as Disney movies go, is it's okay. It's not. It's. It's not a great movie. It's it's a Disney movie. You know, I'm not ashamed of myself that I watched it, even though my wife stuck her head in and said, what the hell are you doing? Are you watching Frozen? I'm like, let it go. And, you know, she was. <laughs> <so, laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, uh, whatever, you know. But, yeah, The Mandalorian, um, I had it, it was described to me as being a cross between Star Wars and Cowboy Bebop. And I'm pretty sure you're a Cowboy Bebop fan, are you? Yes. Yeah. So if it's it, it pretty. See, I've heard it described to me as Star Wars and Clint Eastwood. That's a good. That's a good description of it as well. Yeah, all of these things fit, and uh, mm. it's not bad. I, me and the wife just call it the Baby Yoda show now, for the most part. Um, I, I think his uh, unofficial name is Boda. Ba- baby, oh Boda. Okay. Oh, take yeah, me a like, second. Like I'm baby like, what the Yoda. hell are you talking about? Duh. Yeah. Duh. So I, I personally believe that it's just a clone of Yoda that they're trying to uh, get stuff out of. But hey, when you watch the show, you'll understand. It's it's worth getting it. Oh, it's, did you hear the what was uh, really good about that the uh, Baby Yoda scene? Or oh, it was really cool. 
Go ahead. Herner Herner Werzog. Is that my saying that his name right? Herner Werzog. He's in the show. He's uh, the client. Yes. I guess he's also directing, or maybe it's just he's a, everyone is scared of him because he's so intimidating. But they were at one point going to back. They weren't fully confident in the baby Yoda as a puppet. Yes. So they were going to do a CGI version too, uh-huh. to kind of backfill. And Wordsog was like, you are cowards. Stay with puppet. <laughs> and, and so they did. It, it's really good. And I'm about star Wars out. So, you know, I've, and I am the world's biggest star Wars fan, you know, for the most part. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just going to see the next one for completion. Yeah, exactly. That's the only reason I'm going to. But then again, I also God, we're really geeking out here. But then I was one of the few people that actually liked um, Rogue One. I really loved that movie. And we mean few people who liked it. That movie was big. Everybody that I know didn't like it, and I didn't. Everyone mind Solo. that you I didn't know like Solo. Dead. I didn't think it was that bad, though. I didn't think it deserved all the. Solo grief was it. Solo it was, was okay. all right. It wasn't. It, it was, was all right, fun. but Rogue it was One watchable. was really good. Yeah, I loved Rogue One, but I've noticed this it had thing. a ton of fan service. You, that's what a lot of people didn't like about it. I've noticed there's two kinds of Star Wars people now. There's the people that like that grew up watching episode episode one, two, and three, and then they got the old school people like us who grew up with the original trilogy. And yeah. you've got a dividing line of people who are like, you know, I really liked the first the episode one, two, and three. And people like us are like, those movies were horrible. And then people, look, you know, the other people are like, well, we don't care about the original trilogy because that's that was like, that's a grandpa movie. You know, those movies are so old, white. Why would we? Even, mm-hmm. Yes, they're there. We understand they're part of the canon, but we don't really care about them. So what you see with the new movies that are coming along is is that the people that were the episode one, two, and three, three friends tend to really like the new series of Star Wars movies. But when you bring up Rogue One or something, because it pays a lot of fan service to the other movies, they're like, eh. And then Solo, everybody was just like, no, we're, we're angry and we're not going to like Solo no matter what. So, oh, hmm. yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know? I thought, Solo, I thought, was okay. I just, it was okay. It didn't feel like distinctly on Solo. No, it didn't. It was that okay. Could, that could have been any random Star Wars dude. Yeah, it was all right. You know, I was like, all right, yeah. well, you know, but I, I didn't think it, I, I certainly didn't think it felt it got the grief that it deserved. So, yeah, yeah. Anyways, well, we've been doing this for about a half hour now. If anybody's still listening at this point, <laughs> this this is what they're in for. Rambling. I love rambling. Uh, let's uh, let's do some of the links that we pulled up, uh, which is the wind telephone is the first one from Japan. And being as how you are an Asian man from the waist down, I figured that uh, this that this would be. By the way, the beard thing you got going now and all that stuff, you definitely uh-huh. fit the samurai role pretty damn well. You definitely <laughs> you are motorcycle being- samurai. So. I'm being told it's Santa, uh, Santa Clausish. Uh, it would be it would be Santa Clausish if you didn't have the oh god I'm going to sound so racist the Asian type eyes. Um, <laughs> but if you were wearing like bushido gear, yeah, I wouldn't screw with you. <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna clip part of this show out <laughs> and put it online. <laughs> if you didn't angry have emails too. <laughs> it's okay. You have full right to get angry with me and start calling me round eye during the episode. So we're good here. <laughs> Very funny round eye. Read story. No. Go round ahead. eye like buckhorns. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Utsuchi Cho, Japan. That's where this happened. The wind, or where it is, the wind telephone. A disconnected rotary phone for calling lost loved ones offered a unique way of dealing with grief 
in disaster-stricken Japan. When Itaru Sasaki lost his cousin in 2010, he decided to build a glass-paneled phone booth in his hilltop garden with a disconnected rotary phone inside for communicating with his lost relative to help him deal with his grief. Only a year later, Japan faced the horrors of a triple disaster, an earthquake followed by a tsunami which caused a nuclear meltdown. Sasaki's coastal hometown of Otsuchi, Otsuchi, uh, Otsuchi. I don't know why that was so hard for me. Otsuchi. I know, I've heard you bust with, out far more than that. And you actually speak some Japanese. Yeah. Uh, let's see, the hometown of Otsuchi was hit with 30-foot waves. 10% of the town died in the flood. Sasaki opened his Kazeno Denma, or wind phone, to the now huge number of people in the community mourning the loss of loved ones. Eventually, word spread and others experiencing grief made the pilgrimage from around the country. It is believed that 10,000 vis visitors journeyed to this hilltop outside Osuji within three years of the disaster. The phone is, of course, meant as a one-way communication. Visitors dial in their relative's number and catch them up on their current life or express the feelings necessary to move on. Some find comfort in the hope that their relative might hear them, as the res uh, residents of Suchi's work face the slow progress of rebuilding their city. This little phone booth helps to also slowly rebuild their lives too. That's um. That's, That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. It's pretty touching. Like, if you look at the picture on here, they've got the candle. It looks like a candle. Actually, it looks like a turnip, but I'm sure it's a candle. Uh, they've got, like, a little guest book that you can sign or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. It's not surprising that this kind of thing happens because uh, of the culture over there. You know, I could totally see this this fitting in without a problem. Um, mm -hmm. Well, on. I mean, it's not even just uh, that, Japanese culture. Yeah. When I was going through... Uh, grief counseling and, and treatment for uh, depression, counseling for depression because of my dad died. One of the first things they had me do was write a letter to my dad. So, you know, it's a very similar concept. It's it, it's a really good, good way of, of connecting. Well, to put it out into the cosmos, you know, I did the same thing with my, my father-in-law passed away this year and I put a post up on Facebook a couple of nights ago on, on, th on Thanksgiving night, you know, just like, yeah, this mm -hmm. is what happened, blah, 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 blah. It wasn't meant to be a sad thing or anything like that. It was just kind of putting that thing out into the cosmos, you know, mm -hmm. for, for whatever reason, just to put it out there. So um, yeah. let's move on to a really sad story. This is a crushing one. <laughs> uh, wild boar discover and snort 17,000 pounds. That's money, not weight. 17,000 pounds of cocaine in Tuscan forest. 17,000 pounds sterling. Sterling. Pounds sterling. Pounds sterling. I don't know what pounds sterling is, but I, I know what the sterling is. That's, that's, that's the full name of the pound. Okay. Um, as you can tell, this is not a, a sad story. The Hidden Hall of White Powder, I have not pre-read this, by the way. This is the idea of wild boars going crazy on a coke binge just kind of spoke to me for whatever reason. I don't know why. Uh, the Hidden Hall of White Powder was strewn across the Vidician Valley after being dug up and devoured by feral hogs. Can you imagine running uh, running into a coked up hog? Because they're, like wild <laughs> hogs are already pretty pissed off critters. You'll die. Yes. You'll die. I've hunted them before. I've actually hunted wild boar. Um, mm -hmm. There's a story in that, I'll tell you eventually. Um, 
the private game resort up in northern Michigan. But we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Wildborn Tuscany have sniffed out and destroyed stash of cocaine, a stash of cocaine in a forest, leaving drug dealers 17,000 pounds sterling out of the pocket. The hidden mm-hmm. hall of white powder was strewn across the Valdician Valley after being dug up and partly devoured by feral hogs, as we've said four times at this point. The drug dealers mm-hmm. were heard complaining about their discovery by police who were listening in on a telephone conversation. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the gang, who are made up of one Italian and three Albanians, whoop, that sounds like a rough mess right there, had buried a Class A drug in jars and were allegedly trafficking around two kilos of cocaine every month to cities in uh, Arezzo and Siena? 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 Siena, sure. Siena, yeah. However, the jars were not enough to protect the cocaine from curious stouts of wild boar. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Uh, the wiretap <laughs> phone call led to the attention of the men and two jailed and two others placed under house arrest, according to Tuscany News Media. Uh, the gang were said to have been operating from September 2018 to March 2019 and were charged with 85 pounds sterling per gram for high-purity cocaine. Um, I want to hear about the hogs going insane. Police investigation... <laughs> I want to hear about wild hogs. The police investigation was sparked 21-year-old... Nobody's getting eaten here. I, I, I was hoping that somebody would get eaten or something. Uh, investigated <laughs> is sparked after 21-year-old Albanian, allegedly a dealer, was murdered on May last year. Okay, that's a start the drug dealers are not the only people concerned with the influx of wild boar in italy <laughs> with farmers protesting a rome in rome earlier this month over the animals wreaking havoc in their land and causing fatal car accidents two million <laughs> boar are estimated to rome italy now they're coked out with boars <laughs> i didn't know i didn't know boars could drive cars no kidding <laughs> cocaine's a hell of a drug according to the president Coked of the boars <laughs> running driving around in italian uh, sports cars <laughs> it just sticks his head out the window. Hey, you talking to me? You didn't know him? Me? Oh, me? Huh? They're talking like they're all talking like Al Pacino, like super fast. Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> <laughs> He said it's no longer just a question of compensation, but a matter of personal safety, and it must be resolved. Ministries and leaders of region and municipalities must act in a concerted manner to draw up an extraordinary plan without a ministry of obstacles. Otherwise, the problem is destined to get worse. Well, yeah, now you're known as the drug bore cocaine capital of the world. This this needs to be a a movie like, like Piranha. Oh my god, it does. It does. Oh my god. Well, here's like these these just look like wild wild boar for the most part but in america we've got the ones with the tusks and stuff on them there is a game reserve in northern michigan and a long long time ago many years ago my uncle took me up hunting up there which was in retrospect probably a stupid idea hey let's take this kid up boar hunting because these boars when they charge you they're and you'll never come back (laughs) you know kidding because they will eat you and their tusks if they get you their their tusks are really super super sharp so Mm. what they they took us out in a truck and you can get into a tree blind or whatever but this place you're allowed to hunt with whatever you want to hunt with there uh so people would show up with crossbows with pistols high-powered guns there was this dude there that had these two long buoy knives and we're like okay we're you know where's your guns at? this is what i hunt with and you know i, I want to do the australian accent even though he didn't have one but i'm like what and the guy goes yeah this is what i hunt with this is what i hunt the boars with and i'm like no no he's like, well, <laughs> apparently boars are they charge when they see you they just charge right. you. Yeah. but they're nearsighted they only have tunnel vision they can see what's right in front of them that's really it once they're going they don't pay attention to what's to the left or the right so the guy has these boots that go up all the way up almost to like, oh it passes like his kneecaps they're thick leather 
And he goes, you need a pair of these if you're going to go out and do this stuff. Because, you know, everybody's like, I was like, okay, yeah, whatever, you know. Um, but he says, the reason why is because what happens is the boars, he goes, I let them charge me. And then when they get close to me, I just step aside, let them run past me. And then I bring the knives down behind the back of their neck or behind the back of their head. And that's how I kill them. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's bullfighting. Yes. He's bullfighting the boar. He's boarful, he was bullfighting <laughs> wild boars. And the dude did it. The only problem is, is that... If he had a situation where there was more than one boar, he'd be screwed because that was the, that was the only thing he was worried about is because you, you can't, if there's more than one of them, I'm in trouble. But what happens is the boars run by because if I don't step aside quick enough and the tusks actually graze me, this leather will stop it from cutting my leg open because they will they will gash into your leg and you'll bleed to death. And the dude yeah. did it. Like the boars charge him. He just steps aside. And <laughs> then he's got him. He's got the boars. And that's how he kills him. <laughs> and we're like, you are out of your mind, dude. You're, that's insane. He's like, yeah, that's that's how I do it, man. That's what I do. You know. Wait, wait. Do, does he shout Olay at the end? <laughs> <laughs> Olay! <laughs> so, yeah, that's my crazy boar hunting story. Cool. So, uh, take us to, this has got to be a reputable actual website. I've never heard of this site. I'm sure it's, I don't know what to think about this. The site is called thegoat.com and it's out of Australia. So, uh, yeah, this is India plans to create a breed of super intelligent children using cow urine. So this is going to be a fun one. Go ahead and take it away. An ingenious solution that nobody asked for to an issue no one thought about. Uh, I can't do an Indian accent. No. I'm sorry. Every parent hopes that their kid will turn out to be the next Mozart-esque prodigy or, you know, something, even though the odds are ridiculously low. So in an attempt to shift odds in their favor, India is planning to create highly intellectual children through science using cow piss and dung. According to... <laughs> how are they going to... It's okay. Again, not pre-reading. How are they going to do this? According to... Cheers to that. The print? I don't know. Government? Uh, according to somebody. No, try to pronounce um, that. Come on. I can do it. You can government do it. body Rashitriya Kamhenu Ayog the National Commission for Cows <laughs> is working with India's Ministry of Ayush to create a panchgavya mixture used in Hindu rituals drug using cow urine and feces. This cannot be real. <laughs> Apparently, pregnant Indian women may be able to produce smart, highly intellectual and healthy children if they took this bovine-based drug regularly. At least that's what the commission claims. The commission's chairman, Bala Bubai Kathriya, <laughs> vouches for the plan as he says Shastras and Aruveda texts back up this cow urine equals child prodigy idea and have sought the Indian's Ayush Ministry's help in mass producing the drug, as well as plans to appoint Vaidyas, practitioners of Ayurvedic medicine, in villages to prescribe this drug to pregnant women. So you can put away that skepticism because it's happening. Wait a minute. And, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. They're making a pill out of this, then, right? They're not. They're not handing them like a thermos of cow urine and, said, and saying drink this or nothing like that. Or, or? I don't think it's a pill. I, th I think it's a. Is it a, like a, a super a, serum or something? It's a mixture of yeah. Yeah, it's a mixture it's, of yeah. Okay, go ahead, keep going. Uh, it's it's a mix. It's a mixture of cow urine and poop. I don't, I don't think they're giving it in in peel peel form. P 
Panchgavya. Let me let me look that up real quick. I'll tell you. Panchgavya. It's a mixture using traditional uh, Hindu rituals that are prepared by mixing five ingredients. Oh, the three direct uh, drug ingredients are cow dung urine and milk. The two derived products are curd and ghee. They are mixed in proper ratio and then allowed to ferment. This sounds more gross by the second. So you're drinking fermented uh, cow urine, poop, poop. And milk. Yeah, and milk, yeah. With a sacred ritual added in for added spice. Yes, and it will give you super intelligent children. Okay, so just keep going, because we're, we're in for the long haul now. Yeah, we're, we're far too deep. Is there a scientific basis behind this idea of using cow piss and poop to make a drug that will result in pregnant ending, giving birth to super smart kids who will make Mozart seem stupid? No, not really. Is this whole plan less because of the medicinal qualities of bovine urine and feces and more because of the abundance of the stuff in India and someone's come up with a way to monetize it? Almost certainly. But hey, Steve Rogers was given superhuman abilities thanks to some blue stuff and a test tube. Batman and Iron Man became superheroes thanks to fancy tech. If Marvel and DC can turn regular folks into something extraordinary, so can India's National Commission for Cows and the tons of bovine waste they've been hoarding. This is definitely going to work. <laughs> there, there is nothing that could go wrong with us, this plan. <laughs> what are they basing it on? What is? It doesn't tell you that um, in the article. What could they be basing this on? I think it's God, this based, is why I well, wish Lobo was no, here right they now. Do, they, do, they do mention it in the article. Um, it's just it's basically religious texts. <laughs> That's not science. And re- religious and and folk medicine texts. That's not science. It's basically uh, it's homeopath. It's homeo homeopathy. I'm just gonna move on to the KTR. This story. is the in, this is the Indian version of homeopathy. Oh God. Uh, KTRE 9, uh, KTRE.com, Lufkin police, man claiming voodoo made him shoplift from Walmart. Lufkin, Texas. Is that how it's pronounced? Lufkin? Lufkin? Sure. Lufkin. 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 A 29-year-old told Lufkin police officers that Voodoo made him try to smuggle items out of Walmart without paying for them. Thursday, the according voodoo. to the LPD media report, Joshua Allen Renfro, 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 who looks like a zombie for real, definitely meth was involved here, of Hemp Hill, hey, he lives on a road called Hemp Hill, or it is a called Hemp Hill, was booked <laughs> in the Angelina County Jail on Class B misdemeanor theft between... Uh, theft between $100 and $750 charge. He was released from jail later Thursday after he posted bail of $1,500. Let's just read that from the top. Joshua Allen Renfro of Hempel was was booked. I keep wanting to say blocked. Again, this is where my brain works. It wants to insert words that aren't there that have no context in the sentence. It's like like that that weird like that the ghost hand syndrome where your left hand just does what it wants to do. That's what my brain uh-huh. does when I read because I'm as you, legs dick. You've got 
you've got a ghost reader. <laughs> yeah, I'm dyslexic, and this is what happens. I think this is a step beyond dyslexia. This is just plain stupid. Was booked at the Angelina <laughs> County Jail on Class B misdemeanor theft between $750 charge. He was released from jail later Thursday after posting a bail of $1,500, uh, according to jail records. She had to even read it right that time, but I knew what it said, so I just kept reading. According to the Lufkin PD media report, the alleged incident occurred at the Walmart store located at, well, who cares about the address? At about 4.36 p.m. Thursday, Renfro was In the middle after... of the day. <laughs> he was caught allegedly trying to smuggle more than 400 hours worth of merchandise out of the store in a plastic tote. After oh my Renfro God. was arrested, he kept telling LPD officers that the voodoo made him try to steal the items from Walmart. The media report stated he also told them that the voodoo told him not to brush his teeth that morning. <laughs> oh, I see what's going on here. By voodoo, he means mesh. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the make of the math. Um, oh God! Just, yeah, the, that was just the name of, of the the math. He, the, I want to hear the backstory. Who who put the voodoo on him? Who did the voodoo <laughs> to him? I want I want to hear that. I want to know. I want. I was hoping to get more of like who the voodoo priest was that actually cast. He's he's high. It's that's it's people. His drugs are bad. K. His, it's his meth dealer. That's who the voodoo priest is. <laughs> Repeat after me. I'm I'm sofa sofa king king retired. <laughs> arise chicken arise. <laughs> I I need. I'm going to need about four VCRs if you want this. You want this hit. <laughs> um, you go um, take VCR. Voodoo medicine. Me. I make chicken rice. <laughs> okay. All right. Go to the next one, which is from da-pulse.com. Da the pulse. I've always Cops. wanted to do this, too. Cops shut down massive 3,000-person game of hide-and-seek at Ikea. Ready or not, here cops come. More than 3,000 people planned a giant game of hide-and-seek at an Ikea store in Scotland, but a team of police officers weren't playing around and broke up the fun. Rebblers planned to turn the sprawling furniture chain in Glasgow into an impromptu playground on a Facebook event page last week. I bet it was called, Let's Go Play Hide-and-Seek in Ikea. They Can't Stop Us All. Do they have an Ikea <clears throat> by you? Oh, of course. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, finish the story. Five cops stayed at the shop for an entire day on August 30th to gauge whether folks were browsing for a cheap desk or actually hunting the perfect spot to hide. (laughs) People are stopping everyone who looks like they are here for a game of hide-and-seek, one customer told the paper. I don't know what that looks like. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me, sir. You, 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 you're about to play hide-and-seek. What's going on? What? How how do you react when when you're shopping for stuff and a cop walks up and says, are you about to play hide-and-seek? What? Yeah, I wonder if they uh, racially profile for (laughs) (laughs) hide-and-seekers. Ultimately, there were no arrests and no major issues for cops to deal with, uh, Representative Ford Store said. In Europe, the trend of playing the game at IKEA's has picked up steam in recent years, with a stunning 32,000 Facebook users signing up for an event in Eindhoven, the Netherlands. How do you fit players hiding everything from refrigerators to bed frames, and say the 300,000 plus square foot stores are the perfect shop spot to play? How do you? I kind of want to do this now. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I don't know how do you 
I, I, I can only imagine you coordinate it by phone or by that face by Facebook page, an event page, something of that. Yeah, but it nature. needs to be underground. I, I propose. Yeah, it's got to be underground. I, I propose that the game did happen, and that people were just such good hiders that they weren't found, which sucks and, when you're playing guy, and seek because you get. And bored. the guy who was seeking or the seekers were that good at being, you know. What subtle. if the cops were the seekers? That was the whole well, idea ooh, of the game. No, the, the seekers were using the really advanced technique of lying when the cops asked them if they were there to play hide and seek. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Are Everyone. you going to play hide and seek? No. It was no. the perfect answer. No way it can, it can be construed for a yes. <laughs> he's, he's, he's clean. Move along. I had many, many years ago, it was a long time ago, I talked about it in a very old episode. I used to experiment with food before I went to bed, and I was experimenting to see how it affected my dreams. Um, this took a little while to perfect because when you dream, when you wake up, you almost immediately forget it. So you have to wake up and write your dreams down right after they happen. Eventually, mm -hmm. it programs your brain to remember what you dream about. So I was doing all kinds of eating different cheeses. And no, I was not trying mescaline or mushrooms. Don't even bother going there. But I was doing different cheeses. And pizza was the most crazy one of all of them. Um, but I, I think pizza I, with pickles. No, but oh my God, you came, oh, you're such a sick, disgusting individual for eating that. You did make no, the pizza it was with pickles. So good. I've I've had a I've had a Big Mac pizza with pickles on it, and that was about as far as I went. Anyways, so um, in this one particular, I had this dream where me and my buddy were shopping at a mall and there was a table set up and there was all these scientists around. I remember this very vividly. And there was all these scientists sitting around looking down at this table and they had like little clipboards and stuff like that. So we walk up and they asked our, me and my buddy if we would like to participate. And of course at the time it seemed personally perfectly rational that we're like, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. And this is where it gets a little hazy. I don't remember quite as well. And you woke up in an alley. No, pants no. around your leg. No, we're getting there. There was a note saying, "Call the police. Your kidneys are missing." But um, your butt is all slimy and, I and sore. And think what happened is the next thing I remember was us appearing like in a hamster habit trail or something like that. We had to crawl through the tubes, <laughs> and then we ended up like because I remember the scientists looking down and they were looking down at a large like four by five table, and it was an IKEA super. It was an IKEA store and there were people walking around the Ikea and that was what happened to us we found ourselves like trying to get through the Ikea maze and at the end of it at the end of the maze where the rats usually get like their piece of cheese for the reward it was the little meatball place that sells meatballs so the idea of us we were the rats in the Ikea maze because Ikea is kind of laid out like a maze that's why they've got arrows on the store on the floor pointing everywhere and there was another story recently I can't remember where I, got, I saved it I don't remember if I did or not but some guy got fined because he took all the arrows that were on the floor in the Ikea and changed them so when people were going through Ikea, the arrows on the, on the floor were not guiding people out of the store. They were just guiding people in circles and people were getting lost in Ikea and the guy got caught and he got fined or something. <laughs> yeah, true story. Um, but I remember the dream that, that, the, that it was like our reward for making it through the maze was getting to the end of Ikea and drinking the boysenberry juice and having the plate of meatballs. And then we were back to normal walking through the mall shopping and they're like, all right, here's your gift voucher. Go shop or whatever it was. But we were being watched by scientists trying to make it through this maze of ikea and get meatballs at the end of it it was really strange so 
Now, I always equate Ikea as being like human rats in a maze trying to get the meatballs at the end of the map, at the end of the maze, or something like that. <laughs> now, I want to take this a step further. I want to dress up in Dungeons & Dragons LARPing clothes, and I want to go in and play Dungeons & Dragons in an Ikea and use the Ikea as the dungeon that we're playing in. Mm-hmm. And we the could, employees as the monsters. <laughs> we could do that as well. We could do that. Yeah. It would look like Monty Python, the Holy Grail within the movie, and the cops just show up and arrest everybody. That'd be yeah. us, because we'd have our like our foam swords and stuff like that. Except for you, you'd have a real katana. Um, you'd be the ninja, <laughs> you'd be the ninja Bushido class actually killing people. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this, this escalated quickly. Because <laughs> we could like just like th- that would be the dungeon. Like going through IKEA would be the actual dungeon trying to find our way through. <laughs> you know, there's like whole categories of videos on YouTube of people doing different things in an IKEA. And trying to get away with it. Are you on? Are you on Pornhub again? Or, well, there, there are the people who film porns in IKEA, but there's also the people who try to spend the night in IKEA. Oh yeah, I've heard and, of that. And they film that. Times. Yeah. Um, there's a uh, there's I think one dude who tried to ship himself to an IKEA. Um, there's just all kinds of weird stuff like that. If you think about it, like if nuclear holocaust were to hit or a zombie apocalypse were to hit and you like shelved yourself into an Ikea, you'd have kind of like the ultimate, you know, experience, like living experience, you know, cause yeah, you've, yeah, got, and, like, you've got the miniature kitchens and the living rooms and all that kind of stuff all set up. You'd have everything. And they all have restaurants and stuff in them. Yeah. So you got your food and water. Yeah. yeah. It'd just be like a giant multi-mansion room, but you'd have like one path that takes you through the whole place. So well, there's shortcuts. Yeah, yeah, but again, they put I go in back. shortcuts now, so you can zip right through. You don't have to follow the path. Yeah. So, so what you're saying is we can essentially go in there and play a game of shoots and ladders too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lobo wants us to give him a call. You want to call Lobo? Yeah, that'd be fun. Let's call Lobo. Let me pause it here, and we'll call Lobo. Hold on here. There. I'm not sure if it's actually Lobo or if he's just playing a sound effect over and over. Yeah, he's just saying "huh" over and over and over again. Sorry. What? (laughs) (laughs) This call has gone horribly weird already. Hello. How are you good, sir? How is your hard drive? Who are you talking to? I'm talking to you. We're talking to you right now. We're talking to Lobo. Who just said hello? I did. I did. Oh, the the voice? No, there was a female voice. Oh, I don't, oh, that was my phone. My uh, Siri kicked in. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> this is just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey, Lobo, do you have a yes. copy of Ghostwatch? No, I don't. Uh, do you know what Ghostwatch is? to Shelly. Yes, but I don't have a copy of it. How come I, I don't know it. about I want to show it to Shelly. about it with, with me. You to show I don't know. It's pretty um, famous. Did you, did you check uh, if... No, never mind. That's that's a bad idea. Well, now you got to see it. Around and find. No, All I've been able to find so far are Region 2 DVDs. Uh, I don't have a Region you can, 3 player. You can play those. You can play those. Do you? Um, I don't have a player for how it. How old is? You don't have a player for it. Uh, yeah, all my. All I know my that my uh, region one. I know I my. I can Blu-ray get one plays, for like uh, twenty bucks. 
Yeah, I don't, my Blu-ray plays NTSC and and PAL. So yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, I was gonna see. You might be able to find clips of it on YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah. There's the clips. Yeah. I mean, that'll give uh, her an idea. No, but yeah. we're gonna play Nuns and Dragons inside of an IKEA. We're all gonna dress up in LARPing gear, and um, we're just no gonna... one will notice. <laughs> no one will notice. They, That's not they even try. no. They, no one will notice. Do you have an IKEA out by you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Do you remember way back when I told you about the dream that we had, where I was stuck in IKEA with my buddy, and we were like rats in a maze, trying to make it to the end of it and get the meatballs for the rewards? Yeah. That was years yep. ago. Well, we just read a story about three thousand people. Was about it? the guy who put the. <laughs> you, no, you, I did bring that did up. I don't remember the whole story on that though. The guy that changed the arrows on the floor and was getting people lost. He <laughs> literally changed it and moved stuff so that you could not escape. Yeah, <laughs> he just kept going around in circles. <laughs> hey, that's perfect. Nobody questioned. Now this story it. was about like three thousand people doing a trying to a, a facebook event to go play hide and seek in it again like, no one would notice well the cops showed up they were like questioning what people. yeah yeah the cops were there uh, are you gonna play hide and seek here they were questioning people who they were racially profiling people for hide and seekers they were uh-huh. they were questioning oh people if they were there God. to shop or hide and seek which led me and Chuck oh to the idea God. of that we need to do those LARPing Dungeons and Dragons videos that you see on live live action role players and we can just show up and use Ikea as the dungeon because it's laid out as your stereotypical yeah, but again, no one would know this. that would make it even the better because we could just be like <laughs> well, then we'll just have fun all day here's the thing you know why no one would notice because y'all are a bunch of white folk. They'd be like, oh, they're just here to have fun. They're not going to cause any problems at all. This is why you, you got to go. You could be the wizard. Here. The wizard. You could be the wizard. <laughs> yeah, but, but Chuck has a better beard than I do. You could be the ang- angry dwarf. <laughs> oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I believe dwarves can be wizards. <laughs> wow. Look, I'm 5'8 on a good day. <laughs> Technically not a dwarf. <laughs> I got the angry part down. Yeah, I would put well, him into I mean, halfling you know. status. But no, I like, am a halfling. You could just show up in like a robe and a stick, you know, and 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 be angry. So, so, so a Tuesday night. Yeah, and you could just, <laughs> we could get we could like get your staff, and we could like we could duct tape a thing of Aquanet to the end of it, and put a little flame. Aquanet. Yeah, then no, you could like dude, you could be like casting fireballs. Happen. You could just be your magic not with fireball. Your fireball. Not with Aquanet. No, I'd use I, no. I'd use an acetylene attachment. Not Aquanet. Okay, fine. That it does. Yeah. Okay. As long as we could do it, but we could like show up and just like actually just fight our way or do an adventure through IKEA to make it to the end. And when the boss, right. the manager comes out, that would be the boss fight. So. <laughs> well, something tells me that would be woefully short. <laughs> Have you seen some of the managers at IKEA? We could take them. They're like named Lawrence, and they wear their hair a toupee. I really don't think they'll be that hard. Good, good. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess. So, what would be the spoil? Lingonberries and cinnamon rolls. I guess. Oh yeah. my god! And Swedish meatballs. Don't oh, forget those. those. Fabulous. Don't forget the little two for a dollar hot dogs. Those I've, never yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never eaten. I've never eaten any of my food. 
You've never had. I've never had IKEA's food. I've been there several times, but I've never eaten any of their food. It's good. What blasphemy is this? You should have been on (laughs) earlier when I confessed that I watched Frozen this week for the first time. The first time? What is wrong with you? By myself. That's fine. I don't care about that, but it's the first time you've watched it? Yes. Yes. Disney Plus pops my Frozen cherry. Wait a minute. That didn't come out right at all. You've never seen Frozen, Chuck? I've, I've never seen Frozen. See, I, I find could, that hard to believe because he has a dog. Here. Yeah, dude, like for real. I have three, so I kind of have the cards stacked against me here. Uh, you know, she, she went to go see it with her mom. Dude, Frozen is a fantastic movie. Oh, I don't doubt it. It's awesome. I mean, visually it's great. The songs are like hepatitis. They're catchy. you know i mean it's it's, i'm still singing let it go and how many years has it been oh yeah that's a great song i sing that too (laughs) i've seen the videos see the problem here is lobo has no shame in admitting any of this whereas i'm like this is no why blah 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 you know know, over the summer i was singing summertime Olaf song summertime just to piss people off at the shop if he's got like, no shame literally. to be a brony, then, you know, why would anything yeah, else? Yeah, I don't care. Please, what's the worst you can do is kill me, and you can only do that once. <laughs> Nobody that follows us is, is that skilled a necromancer to do it more than once. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So what's... um. What's the status status of your computer system here? Because people, the, the, the rumor of you being kicked off the show will not go away. Why, that you didn't tell everybody that Chuck's the new co-host? No, Chuck is not the new co-host. <laughs> he, just, he just did a... Sound. That's what we should do. Every week that you're gone, we'll just have some new co-host, and they will be the new co-host, and then the next week it'll be somebody else. And it's just, it's uh, the fake Lobo. The fake Lobo. <laughs> we'll have this it's revolving really door hard. of new co-hosts like, like Spinal Tap has drivers. Yeah, well, maybe I'll blow up on the Isle of Man. <laughs> no. I, just, I don't well, see... Uh, Lobo and uh-huh. I are like the two different cat women. <laughs> oh my god! No, North, you're not. Well, wrong. three. There's three. Yeah, there's Haley Berry. Uh, yeah, there's the other one, and then the original one. I'm talking the classic cat woman. There was like three you women know, that played her in the in the TV series. Eartha Kitt was the first. Yeah, and then like what Lee Merriweather? And yep. uh, Oh, when the the last one. Eartha one Kitt was the best, dude. No, I like I, Julie Newmar. She's my favorite. Really, uh, dude. I, yeah. was, I There's a there's a girl that I follow on Instagram, uh, who if you she when she dresses up, she's a cosplayer, but she also works at Walmart on her as her day job. But she when she's dressed up like Catwoman, she is the spitting image of Eartha Kitt. It's fantastic. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's absolutely. Cool. Have you seen Batman versus Two Face? No. It's it's on Prime, I think it's I'll have on to Prime. Check it out. Yeah, it's animated. It's an animated '60s version of Batman with the uh, oh, Burt Ward, um, Adam West. It was like Adam's West's last role was to come back oh, no and shit. voice Batman. And oh yeah, Lee that's Mer- right. Yeah, yeah. Lee Merriweather no, awesome. and Julie Newmar, New- Julie Newmar, both came back and they did voices for Catwoman too. Oh, sick! That's awesome. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's so it's it's corny as hell, but it's so good. It's like such a an homage to the original show. 
Lobo, you are so, currently hooked on the baby the Baby Yoda show as well. Oh uh, well, yeah, everybody is. But I want to ask a question: How many people here have Disney Plus? I do. Chuck does not. I don't. Yet. Okay. Oh my God, have you watched the World According to uh, Jeff Goldblum yet? No. No, I have not. He, he has three episodes. You have to watch them. He is fantastic. Really? Oh my God. He's going oh, through it's, like it's a amazing. renaissance now, man. Oh, uh, dude, totally. He the first three episodes. The first one is on sneakers. The second one is on ice cream. And the last one that they just aired is on tattoos, and it's fantastic. Huh. <laughs> I'm just saying life finds a way. Jeff, what do you want to talk about today? Oh, I, I, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe, maybe tattoos. Let's Pickles on the pizza. Yeah, oh, <laughs> that, I don't know. Like, maybe. he literally went out, to, he went out to Hawaii and watched a Polynesian artist literally do the stick and needle method. Oh damn! That was great. That's legit. It was great. Yeah, absolutely. Just no, saying, Chuck. Maybe to... you should get it, dude. I bought it for the Mandalorian. I'm going to get it. I know I'm going to get it. I want to watch the Mandalorian. Ugh. I'm going to get it. It's just I haven't I haven't got around to it. Maybe I'll do it tonight after the show. Yeah, be a good idea, dude. It's seventy four thirty nine for a year with tax. Cool. I have already gotten my money's worth out of it for the month easily. So. Oh my God, dude. Yeah, uh, dude. Any of the docu series on Disco- on uh, National Geographic, I made my money back on that. Not to ma- the the Mandalorian was icing on the cake. Okay. <laughs> this show is such bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Why is ramble? Ramble cast. Uh, yeah, people- that is exactly I, what we're doing. I tell you. The ramble casts are like some of the more popular episodes of my show. Yeah. People just <laughs> I want agree to with that. Shit. Dude, people, I mean, people like the interviews and stuff. Yeah, that's fine. People like the articles. Yeah, that's fine. But people want to hear us just being people. Well, yeah. you know, as close to people as I can. We have a very even divide right down the middle. We have just as many people that enjoy the interviews. And then that category breaks down as well because we got people that enjoy the ramble cast and we got people that enjoy the interviews. And then of the interviews, we have people that are like, your paranormal interviews are okay, but the interviews you do that aren't about the paranormal and just really interesting, weird stuff are really cool. And then we got other people that are like, I just want to hear more about paranormal all the time. Or I just want to hear weird all of the time. So, Well, I'm just glad that I don't care what anybody thinks. So there's that. Yeah, we just do what we do. So it's like whatever. I don't know. So, oh, since I got you both on, my wife has asked me to do a uh, another love, lo- another Cthulhu statue for my brother-in-law for Christmas. Ooh. Statue and letter. So I got I got to reach back out to that guy and have him make me another letter. Yeah, we went full bore investigator to find out who banned. sent it to us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the here's the skinny. Somebody that knows you kind of told me right away it was you. And I figured it out. And I'm not going to go any farther than that. And I figured it out other ways, similarly through the same person. So we were going. Oh when we God. first, when you sent us these statues, Lobo sent me a message saying, "Did you send this to me?" And I'm like, "No." And then 20 minutes later, I got mine in the mail, which was the Cthulhu <laughs> bust with the letter. And you're like, "I didn't." And I'm like, "I'm racking my brain." I'm like, "Who do we know that actually has our addresses and knows our names and stuff like that?" Because there's a finite amount of people out there that really know how to get in touch with us. And 
percent of all the people that are out there that really know our home addresses and stuff like that. So we're checking off the list yeah. and we're going through and blah 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 blah, figuring stuff out. And I was like, it's got to be Chuck. This is something Chuck would do. And you're like, no, it wasn't me. And I'm like, yeah, this is you. Like, no, it wasn't me. I can't write a letter like that. And I'm like, no, this is printed. Blah. This has got to be you because there was no return address or anything on it. And it's a really cool little Cthulhu bus. That's not true. There was a return address. That was the hardest there part of the whole be. goddamn thing. I did not see a return yep. address anywhere on it. Yep. That was, was the hardest part. I still have the box. It was on the box? Because, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's on the box. I may have foolishly uh, threw yep. it away because there was the one year it that you sent me. It would not let me get rid it of it. It would not let me do an online uh, postage order yeah. without giving a valid return address. Uh, yep. So that I actually terrorism. looked up a place that I thought would, would be relatively close to what Arkham where Arkham would be. Yep. Huh. And I had to look up the name of the town and the zip code. <laughs> that was you know what? I'm, you know what? I do remember thing. that now that you say that. I do remember seeing that going, what the hell is this? But I didn't fall for that. That, that was a deep dive. Yeah. So if you had put that address into Google, you, it would have taken you someplace pretty close. Cool. I think it's next to a cemetery. I picked the spot sure next is. to a cemetery. Because you are known for your your eclectic and weird gifts. Like the one year you sent me this box wrapped in duct tape, so it was silver duct tape, and it was a box full of ramen noodles, which I still have the seasonings and stuff from. I still use those seasonings. But you sent yeah. me this wooden box. <coughs> God, it makes me. I'm coughing thinking about the seasoning in it. But because um, there's a spicy wow. like green pepper, and it's really good. No, for real, my boy here sends me this box for Christmas one year. And I open it up, and it's a box in, completely wrapped entirely in multiple layers of silver duct tape, and there's a chisel or something with it. And my wife looks yeah. at me, and she's like, what the hell? And I'm like, I don't know. Chuck sent it to me. And she's like, oh, my God. So she gets the camera and starts videotape, and I have to, like, cut through <laughs> these layers of, like, heavy duct tape to get to it. And I get there, and it's a wooden crate. Ooh. So then I have to take the hammer and chisel, and I have to, like, bust this wooden crate open to get inside of it to find an assortment of ramen noodles and seasonings and stuff like that total time for me to get into this box to get to the ramen noodles was 45 minutes and um, yeah it was insane uh, and I'm like what the hell is this it was the craziest thing I've ever to this day the weirdest gift I've ever received but it was fun you know it was a challenge See, to get I opened to the, up a, I opened up a box opened up another box and there was a lament configuration in it Really? Um, he knows that I get angry real easy, so that's probably why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, I, I, I got correct. I got correct you on one thing. Those letters What's were that? handwritten. They are not printed. Yeah, that's not print. Those are that's actual yeah. ink. Yep. I thought they were printed. That's okay. actual ink. I, I went oh. to a guy on Fiverr and had him uh, do calligraphy, wow. where he advertises calligraphy. Yeah. And he got the paper, and all I had to do was write the text out, which was, it was uh, the most done. fun. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's sitting right here. I'm it still, was beautifully yeah. done. My only regret is, like, I don't have a way of framing, like, the letter because it's multiple pages and putting up on the wall and stuff. But the little bust well, you can right get here. A, you could get one of the long multiple. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I really don't have any room in this room for it anymore. It's room so Yeah, that'd be pretty stuff. big. I got so yeah, much junk in here. That was so much fun to write. So, uh, anyways, we're gonna let you go in a second. Which, what do you think your ETA is of getting a computer and actually getting back up and running again? Soon, hopefully. Yeah. Because we're yeah, I want to have one. And then your hard drive was just done, and I'm like, shit. <laughs> yeah, it's cooked. 
It's completely cooked. Like I tried to put How it into another laptop, and it was. Um. I want to say. Actually, you know what? If I went downstairs, I could probably look at it and get the date off of it. It's not that old. Five years, six years? It's not that old. Yeah, maybe five. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, for me to get another hard drive, I'd have to get the hard drive, and then I'd have to either, where I get it from, have them put an operating system on it, or get it here, get an operating system to put on it, and then i got to go through all the crap of loading all the drivers that I need on it, so I'm like, yeah. fuck it. I'm just going to buy another a new laptop. I'm done. Yeah, you can get now, though. I mean, you can get a, a decent one for like 300 bucks, especially for what you're doing with it, because all you're really doing is logging on once yeah, a week. I, don't, I only need it for to be able to run Skype and surf the net. That's literally all it has to do. <clears throat> yeah, and run MP3 Skype recorder if you someday ever decide to record something again, and that'd be it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty simple. That's, yeah, that's so. nothing. But again... <laughs> Like the ones I was looking at have Windows Home on them, but S edition. And if you get S edition, you have to have things that programs that are only Microsoft programs. If you try to get anything other than a Microsoft program on it, then you have to pay for the full edition of Home, and that's another hundred and fifty dollars. What? Just to have oh that on. There. What did this start? Oh, yeah, it's it's it I, recently. I have not it just up. started recently. Oh no. my God! Wow. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. So I'm trying to find one that has Windows Home. That do, Windows 10 that doesn't have the S mode on it. Yeah, but we know people that have codes. You know, we know, we know builders. Yeah, we can... do. But yeah, we do. That's why I have a couple of texts out to people right now to figure out what I, you know if I could get it. We just don't talk about it publicly. Well, no, it's just it's not <laughs> worth they're, mentioning. They're you know. builders. They buy yeah. a bunch of stuff. They buy a bunch of keys, and then I could just pay them yeah. for the key. Like we've got Mama oh, okay, Duff yeah. who would help you us know. out in a heartbeat if we need it, but you know. Yeah. Yeah, or I can bite the you know bite the bullet and buy a Mac. I won't tell you not to do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm on. I'm I'm fully vested in the Apple ecology. You know, it might work for you because you See, don't do I, gaming. So yeah. No, I don't do any. Not well. No, I, I've. It's been a long time since I did any gaming, and I don't foresee me coming out of this fucking tiny little pocket of life anytime soon. Yeah, that that's pretty much so, the the only real downfall to Apple is uh, if you want to do mainstream. Uh, if games. I wanted to buy another, if I wanted to do a, get a gaming, I'd build one. I mean, for Christ's sake, I've been building computers yeah. since I was about ten years old. So yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, we're gonna let you go because we're going over the hour mark anyway. So I just wanted to call you and check okay. in and reaffirm to everybody that no, you have not been kicked off the show and blah blah blah. So. He's lying. Hey, people. I'm, He's lying. I'm sorry to and, hear uh, you got kicked off the show, man. We're gonna try to. Yeah, I uh, know it's been a bummer. It was a good run while it lasted, I guess. Oh my god. Yeah, he's kind of a jerk. You realize that no matter what we say, there's people are going to hear whatever they want to hear. So, Every single I, time I have a guest co-host on the show, or something, yeah, where's the new co? Because we, yeah. we did it with Leanne. Leanne, the new co-host. Blah 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 blah. So yeah. Yep. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you say. I could literally say I'm never leaving the show. And people will hear what I said earlier and go, oh, I must be leaving the show. Well, there is to some extent, there is a little bit of truth to that because you said you don't want to do the stupid shows anymore. You said you only want to do the more logically based ones are actually, you know, you know, which I can I can understand that. That's that's a perfectly legit thing to do. That's a perfectly legit thing to say. So, mm -hmm. 
So I guess like I could I could just record the dumb episodes without you and just you know be a pest and call you when we do those dumb episodes <laughs> like this one. <laughs> well, you mean like right now? Yeah, because yeah. I clearly didn't want to answer the phone, right? Clearly, clearly. <laughs> so I'm back to thinking that we should do a group meetup and actually play Dungeons and Dragons going through IKEA. So we can I do know, that. Like I'm if sure, we ever actually do this mythical trip, if we ever do this mythical Salem, Massachusetts meetup that I want to host, we get everybody together and meet up in Salem, Massachusetts. We need to find the Ikea there and just go play Dungeons and Dragons through <laughs> Ikea. And that'll work. Okay. And Chuck can play the yeah, Bushido class. Sure. Yeah, that'll work. Uh, you uh, can be the angry mage. Actually, you'd probably be, you could be the necromancer. Um, I will be the, I, I can I, do that. I can play the barbarian <laughs> uh, pretty well. Um, I could just be the big hulking barbarian. We would. We should probably bring Todd out because Todd would make a great bard. We yes. Have him do do the the stuff you know, and just and we just get in there and wait. We just walk into the door. He could and bring just, his banjo. Yeah, and I, that would be awesome. We just walk in and like just go through IKEA as though it were a dungeon, and uh, you know, you know, blah blah blah. Vanquish we'll furniture. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, we vanquish <laughs> furniture. <laughs> Vanquish furniture. <laughs> the victor goes the spoil. Lingonberry, <laughs> <laughs> everything. We're gonna let you go, Lobo. And uh, all right, man. I'm not doing a show next week, so yeah, that'll be that'll be what it is. <clears throat> well, I'll definitely have a, hard, a new laptop by the time we record again. Uh, we're looking at. Pro- I would like to be back to normal within two weeks. I'm assuming that you. I whoa, hopefully... whoa, whoa, whoa! You said normal. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not a thing. Every time we say normal, fate fate settles in on us. <laughs> yeah, we don't do normal. I'm sorry, <sighs> we don't do that. All right, all right. Well, we will let you go. I will talk to you again soon, sir. Sir. All right, guys. Bye bye. Since we're done with Lobo now. All right, so <sighs> continue our, our broadcast. It's already in progress. There is a guy. What does everybody else know about it? It's on BuzzFeed. I don't know if I'm going to read the whole article. It's really long. But apparently there is this guy that has created a Pornhub channel and has been Mm -hmm. sharing hilariously wholesome, uplifting videos that are not porn at all. They're just videos... Of him doing whatever, and what I, I have yet to watch this guy. So they they're they're not him doing anything at all. They're they're specifically like porn parodies. Yeah. So be like, here's 15 minutes of me treating you as a person. Here, I, you know, here I am at dinner buying dinner for you with no ill intent. <laughs> that, those kind of things. His first video. I'm your I'm your pizza delivery man, and all I do is deliver pizza. That's all the videos are. Yeah, that kind of thing. But they're genuinely funny because he's got a lot of positive ratings. Like th- nobody yeah, is saying anything bad about him. He's not trying. He, they're not. He doesn't make them funny on purpose. He plays it straight. His Pornhub channel has been discovered and has gone viral across social media. Creamer, that's his name, Creamer. Creamer has been impre- has been impressed with how accepting the real porn stars and sex industry workers have been towards him. Every person who works in the porn and sex industry has been kind to me, which is really, really cool, he said. Two days ago, a guy on Twitter was like, hey, sex Twitter, I want you to meet Ryan and tag me in a handle. Creamer said he was he's pleased that his earnest videos are being accepted in earnest. Wait a minute. That's, that's exactly what it says. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, 
came across like I'm making fun of sex workers, but everyone who is in the industry has been so nice. That's made me feel really good, he added. Uh, Creamer admits that his channel was partly a kind of sketch uh, a kind of sketch that could lead to more opportunities in comedy. However, after seeing the positive reactions from avid porn users, he's motivated to make more videos. There was an article I was reading as I go off in my ADT tangent right now that somebody posted something in Reddit about how like some that people go into the comments and porn videos and they'll leave legit questions and they'll actually get serious legit answers some kid posted yeah, like, like uh, questions questions on like game spoilers or movies and stuff yeah yeah and then people asking for advice yeah people respond more legitimately in the porn comment section of these videos than they do like in facebook or on, or, or some <laughs> other place where you'd actually go and ask a real logical question but somebody posted it in a Reddit, they screenshotted it, where the comment section were like, this kid was like, I need help for my homework. And people were like, all right, go ahead, shoot. So the kid was like getting help from his homework on Pornhub in the comment section of a porn video. Um, that doesn't surprise me at all. It does me, but what I'll is I'll tell the, you why. Okay, what's the dynamic behind that? After you have an orgasm, you are at your most receptive, friendly, earnest state of mind ever. Okay, I'm not sure how to respond to this conversation. So, you have an orgasm. You're like, yeah, this kid needs help. Okay, sure, why not? Yeah, this is cool. <laughs> but still, Pornhub. I mean, it, it puts you into that. They're there, dude. It's a captive audience. Now, I, now I want to do research. I want to go out and look in Pornhub videos and just actually go looking for these comments, purely for. It's not the majority of the comments, mind you but you'll find them. Uh, I have many friends who say people are probably masturbating to you. He added laughingly in this statement to Buzzfeed news spokesman, blah, 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 said company welcomes content creators of all types. Ryan's content has been very well received by our community and we encourage artists and creators alike to consider our platform to get their work out into the world. Should I possibly put our show up in there as a downloadable? That, that's what we should do. We should put our podcasts up there. We should just make, like a plain oh background and just upload our podcast. We could. I you don't can see why not. Podcast to YouTube. You can sync it to YouTube. Yeah, why not? We could just put our logos in the background. That would be a great format. Like when we're re-editing re re oh our God. commercials, you can find our you can find our podcast and iTunes, blah 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 blah, Horn and Pornhub. <laughs> just Horn add that up. at the very end of the. And people are like what Pornhub, and then they'd actually go and do it. <laughs> Again, this might be an idea that we should do. So, so far, we've established that we want to play D&D in Ikea, and we've established mm -hmm. that maybe we should upload our podcast to Pornhub because they're open and receptive to it. That would be great. I, I think we should. I wonder how our download numbers would be. <laughs> I Listen think to that it's, chuckle. It's a moral imperative we do this. What's that? I think it's a moral imperative we do this. Ooh, man. <laughs> I kind of want to. I legitimately kind of want to. I kind of want to do it. If you'll do it, I kind of want to do it. Should we do this? I, I, I'll, I'm, I'll, I'll talk to Todd first, but I, I, I'll to, I'm totally up for this. Here's the problem. I love this plan. Here's the problem. I'm excited to be a part of it. I know, but here's the problem we might run into. Because this is why we had to quit doing our This Year in Fecal Matter show. Because guests, when we would ask them to come on to the show, hey, would you like come on and talk about this scientific topic or something like that that you have? We've actually had guests that have gone on like, oh, these guys have this this year in fecal matter show. They talk about poop or whatever like that. We've actually lost guests from it. So I'm wondering if we were to say, hey, could you come on our show? And they do the background check into our show to find out what we're all about. And then they see that we've got something on Pornhub. 
<laughs> it, it might affect our ability to get guests on the show. You, maybe not. I don't know. Um, and actually, your show, it might actually encourage you. To, it might help you get guests on your show my show it oh might my be God. a little different <laughs> what are you trying to say about my my audience i'm just you know you know I, we have a lot of crossover in our audience i know that i know that but i can <laughs> i can totally see like which is weird it blows me away that we have crossover like that but uh that's how i found you so anyways <laughs> like i could totally see like like porn oriented people motorcycle people contacting you i don't see that happening with us i don't see porn oriented motorcycle people <laughs> you say that like that's a definable demographic loosely defined term <laughs> <laughs> we would have the porn ghost hunter parodies trying to contact us. Come on, we, we think we'd be a great Oh my fit God, for that would show. be amazing. <laughs> the, the ghost parody porn company comes on and does like, a, they do like a straight interviews. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> In character as the, as the ghost hunting part, whatever. <laughs> Part of me really wants to do this, man. Part of me, you know what? If I end up doing the other show with Leanne that we've been talking about doing forever, I would do it with that show. I would put, I and would put the, the broken definitely because you know, the, I can and I can appeal to the motorcycle loving porn segment. <laughs> yes, you could. <laughs> I can totally see it though. I kind of want to do it. I kind of want to try it. I'm not gonna lie. I'm very fascinated yeah. to see how it would work. You'd be well, bringing here, in a new this. demographic. I'll do this. I'll do this. Let's, let's, let's do this. So I'm going to Pornhub for professional research reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, Pornhub. How do you spell that? I don't know. Oh, look, it's in my browser's memory for some weird reason. That's weird. Uh, I know your wife. You think she's life. been doing that? Hmm. Probably. Uh, podcast. I'm searching for podcast. Oh my God! There are podcasts. No way. Yeah. What are they like? Okay, this one it looks like porn stars with their own podcasts. Okay, that makes perfect sense. That that's that's the demographic you want to market to. So yeah. that makes perfect sense. How to make yeah yeah how to make a female orgasm podcast? Yeah, that makes perfect porn sense. Porn stars are people. I'm looking for like cooking shows or or introduction to cuckolding. And I, I'm looking for like cooking shows or auto mechanic shows or Lelou love um uh, you know I'm, things I'm like that i'm looking for hunting documentaries maybe on pornhub no black widow podcast no i'm not sure uh warframe number five outcast podcast okay it's like it's about the game warframe all right <laughs> so this isn't a new idea somebody outside of the Dude, someone's already gonna... thought of this yeah yeah here's a, a a political porn porn cast done by a topless person. Wait, a political porn cast? Is that what you said? Yeah, political porno. Colon. Well, there was Bernie. that news one for a while where there was an actual news. It was an actual newscast, and they covered naked real, news. Yeah, naked news. I wonder if they're still, still there. They are still around. Yeah, they're still a thing. Wow. They're still a thing. Wow. Uh, here's a podcast called Two uh, the Gameographers. That's all video game um, stuff? Okay. Yeah. I can see the video game market being there as well, because people are on their computer all the time, you know, playing video games, so it'd be an easy port right over to that, you know? No, uh-huh. I'm not making so any there, sense there at all. Are, there's are, and, and, you know, like you said, there's a huge motorcycle-loving motorcycle loving porn segment, so 
Are there any motorcycle casts on, on Pornhub? I'm, I'm not seeing any. You could be breaking new ground here. There's the, the head type. Uh, Do you think Todd would go for this? I, I don't know. I think it depends how many beers he had in him. I think he would say, yeah, we should do this. And then he would later realize what he did and regret making such a horrible decision. But, <laughs> but when Maybe the numbers, when the record, download numbers like actually a, start going up, hmm. we could like record a fake podcast. Why don't, like we just, why don't we just create we another podcast about. completely, like a side yeah. podcast? We'll just do like once. We, we, me and you have talked about doing this forever anyways. Oh, my God. There's creepy pastas on here. <laughs> there's a creepy pasta channel. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think this might be a plan of some kind we need to work on. Okay, I've got a lot of stuff on the I back burner now. Um, the guy that was on the show last week, we idea. want to start a we wanted to start a frozen turkey bowling league. We want to go into IKEA and play D and D, and now we need to come up with some kind of a podcast, not porn related in any way, shape, or form, and put it up on Pornhub and see yep. what happens. And only Pornhub. How much is there a subscription price that we have to pay? Yeah, only Pornhub. Is there a subscription rate I that we have to pay? I don't think so. I think I don't think so. I'll, I can research. I wonder it. what the submission rules are to doing this. They said they're open. Remember what the, the quote said. They're open to all creators. This might be something we should try to do. This might be a life goal. Star Wars Underworld podcast. See, we're di- when you dig deeper, it's there. We can. I bet yep. we can do this. This might be a goal yep. that we need to attain to. And the show yep. has reached maximum stupidity at this point. Let's close it out because we're way over the hour mark. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying a target date of April 1st next year for this. Oh, that would be a perfect date because nobody would believe it. Yep. Oh, man. That'll be right after Daytona, too. We can work out the details in Daytona, and then we'll figure it out from down there. We can actually figure out another show. Cause hey, we could maybe even record it in Daytona. Maybe. I could bring a computer down there. I could bring my microphone with me. We, we might yeah. be able to pull this off. The question is, is if yeah. anybody who listens to this show actually go to Pornhub to actually listen to a podcast that we put out on there. Because oh, that could be our geek people. one. I don't know. We, we've <laughs> talked about this for a long... This, this, has been a, this has been like a five-year project for me and you to talk to do this other thing. So You we'll, know, people would go, if, even if, especially if it was just the one episode, people would go. Because this could be that other show that me and Leanne were talking about doing. And we've got no problem dragging you in with us. So this might be a thing. This might be an idea. All right. Anyways, this could this could be a real legit thing. This might work. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Let's close this this out. I'm I'm excited to be a part of it. (laughs) So where do I find your show? Um, Pornhub? What? No, no I, I can't understand you. Proud. You throw your head up in the sky like a cholo. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be right, proud of I'd that, still put it up on Podbean. Of course, I'd still make it accessible. But there would be only two places you could get it. You could get it on Podbean, iTunes, and Pornhub. And that would be the only three places. No, I, I say nothing but Pornhub. Nothing? Man, At least for the, I don't know. Okay, we can start it there. Because it's an experiment. There. This is yes. This is a social experiment. Yeah, <laughs> we cannot emphasize You'd be proud, that. Proud, <laughs> Let's close this out, man. All right, you know how this works. This is Rojan. Peace out from Detroit. I don't know why the hell we did this show. You called me, essay. <laughs>
What are they? What up, fool? Where do people find your podcast again? If they don't know where Wheel Nerds is, just in case. The Wheel Nerds. WheelNerds.com. W-H-L-E-E-L-N-E-R-D-S. And, and you are Chuck from Utah, so we're going to call this yep. good. <laughs> Peace, Bye. folks. Bye. Bye. She has to be loved. Everybody needs somebody.